Hey everybody, this is episode 42 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. We're back again. And uh, we're getting that one step closer to that Super Bowl, man. Uh, it's another weekend stacked full of games, uh, some really good games. Awesome games. Uh, lined up. We we uh, did pretty good, I think. Well, I did pretty good last week in my wow. predictions. I broke 500, so I'm happy. <laughs> I went 3-1. 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad at all. Uh, usually, it's it's a lot worse for me, so I think it did okay. Uh, but we've got what, four, we're down to four games now uh-huh. uh, this weekend. Only eight teams left. Yeah, two on Saturday and uh, two on Sunday. So we're going to look at those games and uh, again give our predictions and uh, just you know give our thoughts on each game. It, it's a uh, again a really interesting weekend. I mean, these are really the best teams available. Um, I don't think. I think anybody else, any other team playing right now, it would be, um, it would be a situation where you might say, "Well, that team kind of got lucky." Mm-hmm. But these are legitimately probably the eight best teams uh, in some form or another. You could rank, you know, top, you know, one to eight. Uh, so you're looking at, you know, the best possible matchups uh, going forward, and it's it's pretty exciting. Yay! One step closer to crowning the champion. Well, it's exciting if you're a fan of those teams. We're not necessarily, you know, uh, you know these aren't necessarily our, our number one teams, but, you know, they're still good teams to watch. Very much so. You ready to start? Sure. All right, start with the first game, Baltimore at New England. The Baltimore Ravens are coming off a uh, very decisive win against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, uh, 130-17. to 17. First time all year that I believed in the Steelers, and look what they gave me. <laughs> that crack game. Hey, that was the one game that I, I missed out on as well. Um, I really I really thought that Pittsburgh was going to run over Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Pittsburgh was just going to throw the ball 40 times because Baltimore's uh, secondary isn't that good, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. And here's the other thing. I, you know... When we talked about that game, I completely forgot that Heloni, Heloni Nada was coming back. Um, and then, literally, I think about an hour after we recorded that night, mm-hmm. uh, is when I saw the headline that Le'Veon Bell was out for the game, was going to be out for the game for Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it completely changed everything, but I still I still was confident that Pittsburgh would, you know, again, like you said, you know, dominate with the pass um, and, and really run over this team, but... Uh, Baltimore controlled the entire time and really didn't have a problem with this Pittsburgh team at all, uh, which is really disappointing considering the you know the passing brilliance of Ben Roethlisberger this year. Can we talk about Roethlisberger? Because he went out of the game uh, with what looked like a, with a concussion, and then he came back and threw that interception in the end zone to right to the Baltimore uh, uh, cornerback. It was ridiculous. I, I believe he was concussed. It had to have been. Because there's no way you can diagnose a concussion on the sideline that fast. Because I think he was only out of the game for, like, what, five minutes It was in real it, time? It's, it's, that was, I wasn't aware of that rule. I, I guess it was the first time that I'd seen it happen. But the officials have the now have the, uh, the judgment that can make the call to get the player out of, out of the game if they look dazed and confused at any point. Which is good. It's good, but it just it really caught me off guard. And... But also at the same time, it's kind of a it's kind of a rush decision as well because there's a good chance that you are going to do you know you are going to uh, rush rush your player back into the game unless you can 100 percent you know be sure that they have a concussion. Agree, but I mean, you can tell in their eyes sometimes. Yeah, that's the way they can't focus. They're kind of. Um, unable to walk, and that's what happened to Ben. They took him over. I just don't understand how the Pittsburgh doctors were able to um, determine that he didn't have a concussion sitting on the sidelines. I mean, you're supposed to go to a quiet place so they can, you know, do a diagnostic. So I don't know how. I just don't think he was in any shape to go back into the game. Clearly, clearly he wasn't, and uh, you know. But at, at that point, it just didn't seem like they were going to pull it out, anyways. Um, but. Looking forward, I mean, this this Baltimore team is actually pretty scary. Uh, I mean, 
considering how well Flacco has been playing in the and playoffs. Some reason Flacco turns into Joe Montana in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't, dis- I can't <laughs> explain it. It just—I don't want to explain. I don't want it explained. I, as soon I just, as the res- regular season is over, like a switch goes off. And he just plays excellent. Yeah. Where's is, where's is this guy between <laughs> September and December? Right, and it's it's a it makes him a very dangerous team now. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're still fighting. They are not they're not intimidated at all, and that is right off the. I mean, that's clear right off the bat. They weren't intimidated by Pittsburgh's you know uh, passing you know. Uh, you know, their, their passing dominance. And they weren't intimidated by the fact that everybody, you know, or that, that it, clearly their secondary uh, was supposed to be no match for that Pittsburgh It was supposed team. to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. That had not come to fruition. Um, but I think as, as much as, uh, as well as Baltimore has played against New England in the past in the playoffs, it seems like New England is just... Once again, that unstoppable force. New England. They still got Tom Brady, right? They still have Tom Brady. They still got Bill Belichick. They still have Bill Belichick. They still and got the Gronk. No, no, no. They they finally have a healthy Gronk in the playoffs. A Gronk we haven't we haven't seen a healthy Gronk. I don't think we've seen a healthy Gronk in the playoffs his entire career. No, the year they went to the Super Bowl, the last their last Super Bowl. Are you sure he was on the team by then? That was yeah. 2007. His last, the last one they were in. That was 2007, wasn't it? Yeah, not 2007. The one they lost against the Giants. That was like two, three, uh, three four years ago. Yeah, he was there. He well, got he, injured he, on his way to the playoffs, but he was healthy in the playoffs. He he was injured the last game, the game before the Super Bowl. But was he that? Was he still the impact player that he is now? Yes, he's been that way since basically he came into the league. Well, he's only gotten better in that time, uh, and he is going to be a huge difference maker for this game. Um, and I think, I think it's still New England's time. You know, at least this week. I think, I think this is New England's week. Um, I feel like they're going to find a way to finally stop Flacco. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, I can after everything I said about Flacco in the regular season. Finally, you know, finally stop Flacco. You know, Brady to Brady to Gronk, and you know, unless you're a brick wall, you're made of bricks. I mean, you have to you have to be ready because Gronk is just going to run over you like a Mack truck, hands down. It's just it's not even fair sometimes the way he he just 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 destroys players on defense. The way he is built, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Question for you. Out of the eight teams left in the playoffs, is New England the most boring one? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, who would you say is more boring in New England? Um, That's a good question. I would probably say Denver. Really? Denver? Point. Denver. Because you already know, I mean... You you already know that. Uh, well, I guess because I'm interested to see if Peyton Manning is hurt or can he play like he was playing for. Because he seems like uh, he he was hurt the last couple of games of the season. He wasn't throwing the ball with accuracy and precision. And can he get back to the Super Bowl to rectify what happened last year? I don't think he can. But I'm just saying, I think New England is the most boring team in in the um, in the entire playoffs. Not with Gronk on that team. I think it's a it's exciting, exciting team with with Gronk. Name one other person. Name how many other players can you name in New England? Darrell Rivas. Uh, let's see. I uh, can't think of too many others. Uh, uh, Broner. Broner is that his name? Broner? Broner? You're asking me. I asked you a question. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Broner or Broner or something like that? Sure, why not? Um, you might just be naked, making them name. I don't know. Oh come on! Don't be like that. Uh. No, I mean it's you don't have to. I don't. I don't understand why we have to name all these players. I mean, can you name all fifty-three players on on Denver? Do you really want me to go? <laughs> no. Can you name fifty? Not 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 just like more than I can name, but can you name all fifty-three? Because if you can, then okay, then maybe you can make a case that they're exciting. But at this point, who cares? Who cares if you can't name every player? It's not about every. I mean, 
Come on, we're at that point. We know that it's not about every player on that team. I'm it's, not talking about every player. I'm just saying that out of all the teams in the playoffs, they have the most boring story. I don't think it is at all. This is this is Brady. You know, this is his what? You know, twentieth chance to get to a Super Bowl, and he's not been doing well over the past few years. They have not advanced as far as they're supposed to. Um, and it's getting close to the end for him, and I think that's a very exciting story because I, I think it, it makes it makes each each game that much more important for this team. Um, and they they have the team they you know for the first time in a while I think they have the team they have the pieces in place to to really uh, you know take it forward. So, but what I'm, so from what I'm gathering. You're you're going with Baltimore in this game. No, I just said New England has the most boring story. Well, maybe they do. I mean, in your eyes, maybe they do. But you know what? It's all about it's all about that trophy. And you know, I didn't say that we're going to win. I just said that their storyline is the most boring one. That's all. What makes for an exciting storyline? What uh, else is more exciting? Well, for Baltimore, can Flacco keep this up? If he wins again, he'll be the um, is he yes, he'll be the only player to beat Tom Brady three times in the playoffs. Um, can Carolina keep this miraculous streak up after you know getting into the playoffs um, below five hundred? Seattle is Seattle. That's a storyline all by itself. Can all those Eagles and uh, lead back to the Super Bowl? Dallas, I mean, can like. Can they do what they're doing again? I mean, Dallas is a storyline all by itself. Green Bay, can Aaron Rodgers wrap a bowl on his MVP-like season? Indianapolis, um, I mean, basically, his team follows Andrew Luck. And for Denver, like I said earlier, can they get back to the Super Bowl and rectify what happened last year? You know, listening to those stories, I don't see how they're any more exciting or any less exciting than the New England Patriots at this point. If you say none so. of those, None of those... Not even New England's story excites me at this point, and maybe I'm just looking at it because I don't really care for. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a fan of any of these teams. You know, they're they're not my. Like I said, they're not my number one team. You know that I root for, so maybe I really don't care as much. But those other storylines don't really excite me any more than than the New England story excites me. Um, so I, I think for me, it, it just seems unfair to say that it's that they're boring because they all, frankly, that all kind of sounds boring to me. All eight stories. Um, so they're kind of, I think they're all on a level playing field this time. Okay. Storyline-wise. So, But that's just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pick your team. Uh, I'm going to go with New England. I, I think they're going to pull it out this time. I'm going New England. Why not? I think the healthy Gronk factor will definitely push everything in New England's Thank favor. You. Because I believe the last time Baltimore beat New England in New England, Gronk was either out or he went out during the game. I can never remember, but he wasn't 100% healthy. So we'll go to England there. Uh, next game. You want to pick a score or no? Oh. Did, we didn't do very well last week, did we? Uh, scores? On those scores. Oh, I don't know. I didn't write them down, so I don't know. Oh, okay, then. No, we don't have to then. That's okay. okay. <sighs> I still see it's going to be a close game. If you're gambling out there, I say Baltimore covers because I think the line's like Baltimore plus seven or something like that. Um, next game up, Carolina at Seattle. Carolina coming off their defeat of Arizona, twenty-seven to sixteen, and what might have been the most ugliest game of football I've ever seen in the playoffs. That was yeah. Somewhere well. there was an ESPN executive going, "We paid two hundred million dollars for this." <laughs> But we uh, did we both pick Carolina in that game? Yep, I believe. It, yeah, it was the obvious game. <laughs> uh, I've been going back and forth, back and forth on this game. I really am. And you know what? To make it interesting, I'm going to go with the upset. You're going with Carolina. I think Carolina is uh, Carolina. Is this team that everybody's counting out? I think. I don't think anybody's giving Carolina a chance at all. Um, they were able to beat a pretty good defense last week. Last weekend, you know. Now, obviously, that was a it was a really bad game overall. There's no denying that it was 
it was just bad all around. But they were able to, to you know, to beat a good defense. And I think Cam Newton has the ability to neutralize Seattle's defense. Because Cam Newton has no one to throw to anyways. So he's not going to be targeting Richard Sherman. Uh, and who, I don't know who's on the other side of the ball for Seattle. Oh. Um, you know, so he's he's not necessarily, you know, the focus isn't going to be challenging that secondary that everybody's so terrified of. He's got the legs to, to make things happen. And I think that could be a difference maker in this game. So, it's Cam Newton's legs. So Cam Newton's legs. <laughs> the, this is the part where I tell you the only reason that Arizona was so close in that that game was because of stupid mistakes Carolina kept making. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Interceptions by Cam, Cam Newton threw an interception. Their dumb uh, punt return decided to field the ball while it was bouncing instead of running the hell away from it. Um, was it their punter or the Cardinals punter that was completely terrible? Uh, <laughs> it could have been both. I, don't know. I think. I think yeah, you might right. <laughs> so I'm going. With, man, I can't believe you're going to go with the Cardinals against Seattle. That's in in I'm Seattle, looking, I'm looking at the, the best numbers. home field advantage in the league. We got to shake things up, though. Somebody's going to be yeah, bold. You, you can be bold on that. I'm going to be bold. <laughs> Seattle was first in the first. Yeah. Seattle was first in rushing this year, first against the pass, and third against the rush. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they stopped. They can stop Cam Newton at the two things he can he can do: throw and run. And let's remember, his wide receivers aren't that good to get begin with. No, they're he's not. got what's his name Kelvin Benjamin, the rookie, mm-hmm. and Jericho Cotry, who's on his third life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This was a game of Mario Brothers. He's on his last life trying to save the princess. Uh, but at this at this point, I think you know he's going to um, he's going to break down the play if he has to. And I think he can. I think he can do something against that defense. Uh, I don't know. It's it might be the dumbest <laughs> the dumbest pick I've made all year. But uh, I think Cam Newton's talented enough to to figure out the defense. Oh, now, now let me uh, look. One thing I did notice against Arizona, he really got he was really getting frustrated, and you could see he does not hide his emotions. He wears his emotions on his sleeve, on his face, on his chest, everywhere. On I mean, his tuxedo his, after the game, his emotions. I mean. You know when that man is in a good mood, and you know when he's in a terrible mood, um, and you know every emotion in between, because he, he does not make it, does not hide that. Um, but I think this is this is the kind of game that he's got to take a good look in the mirror and say, "This is my chance to to really elevate myself." He's going to go to that mirror, take a good look into it, and say, I'm going to have to throw the ball up, run under it, and catch it in order to score in this game. I can't believe you're taking a team that didn't even finish 500 against the defending Super Bowl champions in their own home. The best, by far, home field advantage in the entire league. And if they win, then it is clearly the best story in the playoffs, and I take everything back that I said about it being a boring story. If they beat Seattle, this will be the most exciting story ever. And and it would be amazing because it's such a travesty. It would be such a travesty, but amazing at the same time if they got that much closer to actually making the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they will, but I'm just saying it would just... I mean, I think you'd see a lot of dead sports writers. I think a lot of these, whoa, whoa. these old time... People? No, killing themselves. I think these old... You know, these old-time sports writers, these pains-in-the-ass sports writers are, you know, complain about everything. I think they they wouldn't be able to handle it, and they would just finally jump off a bridge or in front of traffic or whatever. Uh, I think it would just be insane. I mean, it would turn – it would. I think it would turn the league on its upside down. This is where I mentioned two facts. Seattle's already beat Carolina at Carolina in week eight. 
And Seattle hasn't lost since week 11. That was November 16th. We're in January. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, care. My friend, you're falling down the road. You're going down the road. I just can't follow. <laughs> I can't go against the defending champions against their own home. The team, I think, is the best team in the league right now. I, I can't follow you, my friend. I think the, And I think Seattle is will take will take uh, or think they can take advantage of, of Carolina. I think they will. Uh, if they watched that game last week, they know they can take advantage of uh, So that would, that would give them no incentive to, to, to prepare, to be completely focused and prepared on this game. And how many times do we see that happen to teams that walk into, or, you know, walk into a game with their chest stuck out farther than they've ever had them stuck, you know, had, you know, they've ever been sticking out before, you know, clearly confident and know and, and tell themselves, we don't have to worry about a damn thing. We've got this in the bag. And, and then it blows up in their face. I'm not saying it will, but it happens more times than not. Can I ask you a question? Who's what? Cam Newton throwing to? Uh, that Benjamin guy. That uh, Benjamin Button or whatever. Okay. <laughs> With Kelvin or Kelvin? Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. So that's the guy that's going to have, uh, what's his name, Richard Sherman on him, who's the best cornerback in the league. Possibly. So who else, who is he going to throw to? He probably won't. Jericho Cotri, who will have, what, uh, what's his name, Brian Maxwell, who only had 12 intercepts. Uh, I mean, oh, 12 pass defenders. He had two intercepts this year. Ah, this team did not have many interceptions as I thought. No. I guess people just, people had the good sense not to throw on him. And he's, uh, I don't think Cam Newton will throw to them either. So he's going to be trying to run against KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I I don't like his chances. <laughs> Carry on my wayward son. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone's got to be bold on this show. Oh, it's going to be me. Congrats! I was bold last week when I backed up um, Andy Dalton and then found out thirty minutes before the game that <laughs> AJ Green wasn't playing. Oh, okay, sure, fine, okay, whatever. What, backing Andy Dalton on the yes. road isn't bold? Eh, that's just a shot in the dark. And this isn't? No, this is bold. <laughs> sure. Because they're playing a superior t- team. Everybody, uh, a team that everyone concedes is a superior team. That's a bold save. You know how Indianapolis I- was not a superior... They were a better team, but they were not a superior team. This is a, a by far a superior team. You know how I always say that you like these obscure bands, and as soon as, soon as they get like 500 fans, you jump <laughs> off the bandwagon and yell something because you're so contrarian? And that's what you're doing now. I can, uh, I'm going to see. Take it or leave it. I'm, I'm going with uh, Carolina. Go 12th man. <laughs> Next game. Let me make sure I got this right. Get over. Okay, going to Sunday, Dallas at Green Bay, where the temperature will be a nice, refreshing 17 degrees. Uh, Dallas coming off their controversial win last Sunday against Detroit. Um, I've never, go back to that game, I've never in my life seen a ref throw down the flag, call the penalty, and then rescind the penalty. Uh, sure. I guess. Did you even see it? Yeah, I saw it. And you have no comment on it? Uh, not really. I don't really care at this point. I mean, it's not like that was the last play of the game. Detroit did have another chance to score. They got close, and they didn't. They could have scored on there. That would have been a first down. If you're not going to call pass interference, at least that was defensive holding, which would, which is an automatic first down. Yeah. No, I... You know, it didn't. I don't think it completely killed their momentum because they they clearly had another. They were after that play. They or after that series, the the next series they got within scoring range. I mean, they it was sure it's frustrating and it can be it it can you know phase you you know in the heat of the moment. But they they clearly shook it off and said, okay, we're we're clearly not. Um, this is an This is not a level game with these officials. We have to get it together. But and go that's okay. That's and they almost did. That's okay when saying, "Okay, the officials are on us are not being fair." It's okay. <laughs> Let's do it by ourselves. This is not a Disney movie. I think if the team just gave up 
then yeah, it would be a travesty. But they clearly didn't give up. They they were ready to. They just said, okay, you know what? Didn't go our way. We're we we've got one more chance to do this. Let's let's go and score. And they got close. They got close. They they, they didn't seem phased by it at all. And that's why now. I mean, that's why that's why I don't. I really didn't. You know, spend a lot of time talking about this or. You know, rewatching that play or, or reading about all the officials and stuff like that because you really think that that one play had nothing to do with their with their mentality or anything like that. No. They just rolled with it. They did because they almost scored. They almost won that game. They came up short, but you know they they didn't just go you know three and out after that. They came pretty close to scoring. In that you know that final that final drive of theirs. Okay, I think I think it changes the you know it, it's it affects the team if the next series Stafford gets sacked twice you know or he throws a ball off someone's helmet because we've seen that happen as well where teams are are definitely you know frazzled by a bad call that didn't go their way and they're just. They're not together. They're not focused, and it just crumble. It just completely implodes. And they didn't. They didn't implode. That's you know. I, I dig that. I respect that. They played to the end. They really gave it their best shot at the end. And you know, they just they came up short. Okay. It's a bad call. I mean, clearly it's a bad call, but it's not something we should dwell on anymore. Because it. Be, because it shouldn't be a surprise either. Officiating has been terrible the past few years. Especially during key games. You done there, champ? Sure. Alright. Um, move on to... Uh, let's go to Dallas themselves. I mean, Dallas played a great game in the second half. I mean, first half, it was all Detroit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, watching that game, I'm pretty sure Chris Christie is never winning the uh, Michigan primary. <laughs> if he so chooses. If he runs for president, <laughs> I can that right now. Hopping up and down, and well, I should say just hugging, not really hopping up and down inside uh, Jerry Jones's club um, owner's box. Mm. It's weird to be talking about a Cowboys victory <laughs> in the playoffs. In the playoffs they did yeah. it. Um, go to the Green Bay side of, of things. They've had a week off. We know Aaron Rodgers is coming back from. He has a calf injury right now. Um, how do you think that'll affect him during the game? How long has has how long ago was it diagnosed? Because Weeks, the story just came out yesterday that it's a partially torn calf muscle. What how long have they has the team known? I have no idea. We find out yesterday doesn't mean that. Oh, when you're hearing this two days ago, it doesn't mean the team hasn't known for a week. So then I think that that completely changes the uh, the momentum because everybody's kind of – seems like people are starting to write off uh, Green Bay and just say, okay, well, he's got this torn calf. It's over. But how long – and, you know, that they're frantically trying to get him 100% or trying to get him close to 100%. Tom, how do you long, think people are, are writing off Green Bay? Yeah. Because – who who who? I doesn't sound good. Doesn't I don't think you know people are as confident because Rogers has to plant off that foot to throw, and that's clearly going to affect him if he's not if he's nowhere near one hundred percent. I'm not saying he has to be one hundred percent. I'm wanting to just know who these mystery people that you know are going against. I don't know. I've, I've listened to a couple of shows, and <laughs> I don't know who these people are, but I know they're. We don't need to name them. They're not. They're not paying us to say their I'm just asking who you're talking about. That's all. I'm, come on, I don't know everybody. I don't know. I'm not saying everybody, but the people that I've listened to are not as confident in in the team. Not not Rogers, because I think he's going to grind. He'll grind it out. But the team as a whole, I think. You know, lives and dies by what he does, and so I think if he's not, if he's not up to, if he's not able to, you know, uh, what's, what am I looking for? If he's not able to, not produce or play, but if he's not able to play, if he's not able to play off that foot, then they're screwed. 
Basically, bottom line, if he's not able to plant off that, that leg, then they are in a lot of trouble because Dallas will just simply run the ball. They, the, the, these offenses are completely, or not, well, almost exactly the same with the exception of Dallas runs the ball. Better, much better than Green Bay. Yeah, someone put out the, you think so. How many yards did Eddie Lacey get this year? Uh, he probably got like a thousand, I think. Eleven hundred. Yeah. So they can run when they need to. James Stark's got three hundred and thirty. So I think the myth that Green Bay is can't run the ball is overstated. I think they're a fine rushing team. I don't think they're as good as Dallas was. No, not at all. Because I believe Dallas's offensive line is better at opening holes than Green Bay's is. Yeah. Um. I think any kind of other quote-unquote analyst talk we could do right now. Um, <laughs> Look, Green Bay has the better quarterback when healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you could argue that the receiving core is pretty even. I would give that to Green Bay. S- slightly because they have more receivers. But I don't even know who the number two wide receiver is on Dallas, do you? Uh, Terrence Williams. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Who's not a bad receiver either. But Des Bryant is, you know, one of the top receivers in the game with Jordy Nelson as well. Um, but I think Dallas, um, you know, their receiving core or their ability to, to catch the ball is about as even as it can get. You could go – I think you could swing, swing either way um, with – with you know, between Dallas and Green Bay's receiving core, because Dallas has a better tight end who plays basically like a receiver. I guess you could say Witten is the number two receiver, which is not a bad number two. Um, and then Dallas clearly, you know, runs the ball better. You know, they they definitely run the ball better than, than Green Bay, which, like you said, is not a bad it's not a bad rushing team. But I think I think people think the Green Bay. <laughs> Like, Aiden Lacey only ran for, like, 500 yards this year because they're so indoctrinated to think Aaron Rodgers first, second, and last when they think about Green Bay. Well, that's that you're right because, it, because it's not an indoctrination of this season. It's just an indoctrination of that system that they've run for years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just something that, you know, has been the stigma this whole time, and it's not going to go away overnight or even over the course of a season. So that's I mean that's why you know but clearly Lacey you know, has good numbers as a as a rece- as a sorry as a running back mm-hmm. maybe as a receiver we don't know I'm not going to that page because my fingers are cold <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about defensively uh, I'm trying to figure which one's a better defensive team and I'm not really sure can you go back to the Dallas yeah 10, 23, 23 and 8 okay well. They kind of neutralize each other. Dallas can't stop the pass. Green Bay can't stop the rush. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's going to be – It's that's a tough call. But uh, so clearly the difference maker is, is the health of Aaron Rodgers. But we still have to make a pick yeah. for this because we don't know what – you know, we're recording this well in advance – uh, before the you know the official uh, you know health update is or the day of health update or whatever is presented. Very much so. So who you got? Dallas, Green Bay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Gosh, I'm going back and forth on this one. Why don't you pick first? Oh, I have to pick. I. This is a one game that I looked at and I say, well, if I'm gonna pick an upset, here it is. So I'm going Dallas. Okay. I can't. I'm not gonna bash you for it because it's not. Uh, you know, it's not a wow. I can't. You know, are you crazy? Kind of pick. It's like somebody picking Carolina over Seattle in Seattle. <laughs> well, that's yeah. That comes with the territory, though. I'm I'm, I'm ready to take that heat. <laughs> okay, this is not. This is not. A, that's not a pick that you should get any heat for because it could really go either way. And I'll go with Green Bay in this one. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll disagree here. Sure, again. Yay, disagreements. 
I, I was ready to sing the Jeopardy theme song, and you couldn't make up your mind. Uh, you, almost, you, yeah, you almost had to, because it was a close call. Alright, last game on Sunday. Indianapolis at Denver. Indianapolis coming off the thrashing of Cincinnati, 26-10, which I wish... When I took, I wish I would have known when I took uh, Cincinnati that AJ Green wasn't playing because that definitely would have made me pick Indianapolis. Sure. Now I feel like an idiot for taking Andy Dalton on the road. Andy Dalton has made the playoffs four straight years and it's 0 and 4. Marvin Lewis has made the playoffs, what, 10 straight years? And it's so, 0 and 10? Not straight, just but like, not, well, yeah. Just about. Like 10 out of his 11 or 12 seasons as head coach. Really? That's. That's an even sadder statistic because that guy has had so many chances and he cannot get the team together to, to at least win one. I was gonna. I keep thinking that the Browns are gonna. I mean, the Bengals are gonna fire him, but they're so damn cheap. They don't want to pay two coaches at the same time. Yeah. So they'll just wait till his contract is up. I think in the next year or two, and then release him. They still make the playoffs. I mean, there's. I guess that's good enough for them. Yeah, but you're making the playoffs eight. As a wild card team, you don't even get the home the home gate numbers. Yeah. You don't even get the money <laughs> off of it. That's like a conversation for another day. Sure. Where will the Bengals the Bengals go for here? Um, back to Indianapolis and Denver. Um, just a coming out party for another coming out party. I should say for Andrew Luck. Um, also, have to say every game that I think a heart. Harsh on this every time we we talk about Indianapolis, but that Trent Richardson trade just gets worse and worse and worse. And yet, it still hasn't completely hindered them. That's that's what does impress me. Is that as bad of a trade as, as that was, um, and as all the hope in the world you had for that guy to turn around um, and and live up to the billing of being the number three overall pick, what three years ago. It hasn't. I mean, they're still in it. They're still competing. They, um, they're playing. They're playing well without the guy. Essentially, I mean, he's essentially a non-factor at this point. <laughs> you wonder hear how bad this this trade was for everybody. Okay, so. The Browns get that first overall pick, right? That, I mean, they get that first round pick from Indianapolis, and they use that. They use that to get Manziel. No, they get that pick. Then they trade it with the eighty-third pick to Philadelphia for the twenty-second pick, and take Manziel, who has been a interesting. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, controversial figure. That's all I'm going for. A so, barrel of whiskey. I mean, monkeys. Yeah, that and that. Philly flipped that pick, the 83rd pick, to Houston for number 101 and 141. Houston picked uh, Lewis Nix, who missed the entire season with the injury. Philly picked uh, cornerback Jalen Watkins and defensive end Taylor Hart. And they were described as non-entities on on a piece uh, talking about Philly whiffing in the draft. Basically means that that entire trade for, for four teams was terrible. No one was happy. No one is happy. Uh, to, a de- to a degree. I think if any one of those teams got over any of those other teams, then the other teams would be completely miserable. But I think there has to be a level of satisfaction that, well, it didn't work out for us, and it didn't work out for these teams. <laughs> so there's that level of satisfaction at least. I mean, there's... Some sil- some semblance of a silver lining that can be taken from this. I crashed my boat to you, and now we're both sinking into the depths. That's the kind of thing it is. Hey, if uh, I'm going down, he's going down with me. Uh, that's a terrible trade when four teams are just running away from the wreck and screaming, what did we do? Oh, God, it's terrible. But uh, back to the game. Um, man, you ever think of where would Indianapolis be if they didn't have Andrew Luck? Back in that two and fourteen season, Dan Orlovsky, uh, I didn't Matt know Hasselbeck. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck is their backup. the 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 award winner, he wins the award. That guy's still in the league. He wins. Yeah. <laughs> is he the oldest guy in the league now? Oh no, I think there's. We could probably find Van Terry. Yeah, you're right because he's in his forties. 
I'm just throwing names out there. Kickers, kickers, yeah, yeah, kickers, and punters. He was the <laughs> oldest guy, in the, oldest guys in the league. Um, what are you gonna say about Indianapolis? Um, that passing offense is still pretty lights out. And again, they like I said, they are playing well uh, without Trent Richardson. Essentially, I mean, like I said, he's been a non-factor, so they haven't they haven't been any worse. Um, so you gotta like that. They were number one in passing this year. They were three hundred five yards a game. That's impressive. Well, of course you gotta pass when you have the uh, the dredge that is Trent Richardson yeah. on your team. They had a Matt Amar Bradshaw who got hurt, and then they have a new running back. I believe his nickname is Boom. <laughs> I really have to look it up. It's like Boom. I want to say it starts with an H, the last name. Daniel Herring. So Boom yeah. Herring. So I know it started eight. Look at me. So Herring will be starting. Will be starting in the um, playoff games. Wow. We're gonna just. Keep, I'm gonna keep harching on this, but Richardson just a fall from. Grace, he's supposed to be the next big thing um, coming out of Alabama. He's done absolutely nothing except, you know, have a gun and a ski mask because he's robbing <laughs> these teams. No thoughts, comments, quiet? Um, I still like Indianapolis. I still like them as a team. I think they are um, – they're not – I don't think they're afraid – of any of these teams at this point. Luck is, is a young gunner, essentially, who um, who throws the ball just as well as just about anybody right now and is not afraid to run with the ball either if he has to. He's not afraid to you know break down a play if it or to you know run with the ball if a play breaks down. Uh, I don't know, but I'm gonna go Wait, let's go with Indianapolis. I mean, Denver. I'm going to go I mean, with, I'm the, looking with, at with, with the team that I'm going to say that uh, Indianapolis is um, is a lot better. I think it's better than people are. As good as they are, I think still people don't give them enough credit. I think that's a good way to put it. Denver. I, I mean, I think people give. I think people, uh, rightly so, give more credit to what luck brings to the team than what te- the team is as a whole. That's a fair assessment. Because I think of, of all the teams in the league, that's the one team that can least afford to lose their quarterback. Oh, I would disagree. I think Seattle. Really? And Carolina. Re- Seattle, really? I don't think they could replace those quarterbacks either. I still want to point out that Seattle is very run heavy, and the same thing with um, Carolina. But you've still given a lot of credit to Russell Wilson in the past. I know I have, but they're still a run heavy team. I think if they lost Russell Wilson, they would lean on Marshawn Lynch just that more. If well, they used to, they did with Tavares Jackson. Yeah. The question for you: If Indianapolis loses um, Luck, who are they leaning on? Because it definitely ain't that running game. Well, they would have to find somebody that could throw the ball to T.Y. Hilton. But, all right, so you have T.Y. Hilton and uh, Reggie Wade. Cody Fournier. Cody? Kobe? Sure, whatever. I I still can't remember those names. Uh, And I, uh, Seattle and Carolina clearly don't have the receivers to to make it at least a, you know, uh, a viable threat offensively. Well, you know, you could mix it up either way. I think as Texans fan, we've both seen this before. It doesn't matter how good your wide receiver is if your quarterback can't get him the ball. Yeah, but I think you can still find somebody that's... that's uh, Not even... Well, it's hard to find someone that's even half as good as, as luck. But, um, I don't know, I, I still think they'd be... They wouldn't be as bad, but or they wouldn't be like terrible. I mean, they wouldn't be an awful team. I'm but saying they went two and fourteen without him, and then the next year made the playoffs. But they, they the still, did, they, but they didn't have any of those pieces though. They didn't have any kind of receiving core at that time either. It was Reggie Wayne was the number one guy, and then T.Y. Hilton came on the scene. You know, 
a year later as well with with luck. I and I think he's good enough now to uh, to warrant a I don't want to say I don't necessarily say a backup quarterback, but I think he's good enough now. Not you know three years ago, but I think now I think he's good enough to warrant. Um, you know, looks from just about any quarterback. I think anybody. It, I think most quarterbacks now would, would love to work with that guy. Where I don't think you could even find a backup. I don't think you, I don't even think a backup for uh, Seattle could find you know find anything you know interesting about that receiving court. To at least give him a chance. I, you know, I, I think. Um. You just keep talking bad about Seattle. When my girlfriend kills you, I'm gonna have plausible <laughs> deniability. I'm just well, no. I'm like, I warned him to keep his mouth shut. How is that talking bad when you're saying that the players they have now you kept saying their wide receivers were trash and Marshawn Lynch was that good? That's where he was. I never said that. I was that. over here sitting in the corner like you play that you want to. See now, see, see now this is this is where this is where you get sneaky and you're putting yeah. words in my mouth. He ended I didn't up say in anything the, about Marshawn Lynch. He ended up in a ditch. With no fingers and no toes. I was wow. like, I had no part of this. You know what? Say what you want because go back and listen to it if you if you want to be like that. Because I didn't say anything about Marshawn Lynch. He's clearly a good running back. Uh, but, I mean, that receiving core is not any better than Carolina's, I, I think. But I think that the players they have now, if you were to take them off Seattle's team, it would be a com- be an awful Seattle team. But that's a testament to the players they have now. Even and I think I think Carolina's riding a wave of momentum. Even with the defense, you still think um, I'm sorry, even with uh, blah, blah, Seattle's defense, you think they would be a worse team without Russell Wilson would be than the Colts would be without Andrew Luck? I think all these teams would be worse teams than they would. But I don't. I don't think uh, Seattle would be a playoff team any any more than New, uh, Indianapolis would be. I think if you take all three of those quarterbacks off of those three teams, all three of those teams don't make the playoffs. Oh, I agree with that. But I would say now all those teams, uh, Seattle has the best chance of being five hundred. I don't even see the Colts winning four games without Andrew Luck. Might be right. I mean, yeah. Why not? But at this point, it's about making the playoffs and giving your chance that team, giving your team that chance. And I don't think all any any three of those teams would have the chance of getting the playoffs. Doesn't matter how many games you win because you still don't make the playoffs. Let's talk about Denver, though. Okay, we. <laughs> I'm just looking at you like that wasn't my point. My playoffs. My point is they're the most reliant team on their quarterback. They rely the most on Andrew Luck. Out of all the 32 teams, they're the one that can least afford anything to happen to him. I think he's the engine that makes that entire team go. Uh, Denver. What can you say about Denver that doesn't start with Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning? Uh, Well, couldn't you say the same about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? I think more so than... than, Indianapolis. You can't say that about Tom Brady. Remember, they lost him to an ACL and still went eleven and five. Yeah, but the guy that then went to the Chiefs and completely burned out. What was that guy's name again? Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Yes. But can you say that they can they can replicate that success? I, I don't think they can. I'm gonna tell you why. I tell everybody else. You go against Bill Belichick and you want <laughs> end up in that ditch. You, hey, I'm poor. I'm, I've got. Doing it all, going all the way. You go against Bill Belichick if you want. You roll, you roll that way. I, I roll with Bill. All right, Bill Belichick and Bill Simmons. I roll with the Bills. Your boy, my your boys. boys, my boys. <laughs> right. I roll with winners, man. Yeah. I roll with winners, Jack. Who do you roll with? Hmm. hmm? I roll with the hot hand. Look <laughs> at that. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Denver, what do you want to talk about? I mean, it's just Peyton Manning. We all knew that he was going to regress from the awesome season he had last year. 
Um, I really think he's playing with some kind of injury or something because he hasn't been accurate. He hadn't even been throwing for 300 yards a game, mm-hmm. which is odd for Peyton Manning. They still have those the excellent receiving core between Thomas, Thomas, and who's the receiver? Sanders? Yes. I'm just, throwing, Sanders. I'm just throwing names out there. And they got a little bit of a running game with uh, C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman. Is Hillman still – I can't remember if he's hurt or not. But they got Anderson, who's been uh, a nice revelation for them. <sighs> I really like this Denver team. You do? Mm-hmm. I don't. And why is that? Because they're a lot closer than Indianapolis is to losing their their quarterback that makes the whole system go. They are legitimately closer. And they're realistically closer than Indianapolis. We we're debating and going in circles about Indianapolis, Seattle, and uh, and Carolina about hypotheticals when. The the probability or the possibility of losing Peyton Manning in this game is a lot is realistically closer than those hypotheticals that we were that we were going in circles over. And why you say that? Because you just said you think he's hurt, and he's clearly hurt. Well, not clear, but he. Your speculation of him being hurt is not uh, it's not that far fetched. Is what I, what I mean to say, because of the accuracy that you mentioned, the fact that he hasn't been throwing. For as many yards as he has in the past, um, and this isn't just a, a, a gradual. No, this, this isn't just a, a, a you know one step drop. This is a this is a gradual you know decline. How many yards do you think he threw for this year? Um, what is four thousand? Four thousand seven hundred. You know wow. that's the second most yards he's ever thrown this season. Oh, yeah. What? He threw for 5,000. He threw for 5,400 last year. Threw 4,700 this year. That's the second most he's ever had in his career. Mm -hmm. But he got off to a hot start this year. Did he not? Shoot, you're asking me. I don't remember. I don't either. I did not pay attention to Broncos. I mean, of course, from last year, his touchdowns went down, his interceptions went up. But his passer ratings basically stayed the same or stayed in the same area last year. 115.1 115.1 this year, 101.5. But we are speculating that he's, he's going through some sort of injury. Yeah, I'm also speculating that the week off will help him. Sure. No, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, we clearly can help anybody. Um, but the chances of knocking him out of the game uh, are more realistic now than, than they are of what if Andrew Lick goes down. How did how did uh, Denver do towards the end of the season? Oh, you want their standing? Give me a moment. Talk while I look that up. Uh, let's see. I mean, I don't know. This is a team that you know, like we said, certainly revolves around Peyton Manning. It's Peyton Manning or bust. Well, they beat a bad Oakland team. What forties? They destroyed a bad Oakland team that last game. They got. Beat by Cincinnati, the game. Oh yeah, Monday night game, which is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So they've won what five of their last six games. Yeah, and but now, I think now their five wins, four of them were by double digits. But they're going up up against a better team now. I mean, they beat San Diego and Buffalo with a good defense, but no sort of offense. Um, they lost to a Cincinnati team that they probably should have beat as well, considering how, how poorly Cincinnati played. Uh, but, well, you know, actually, we chalk it up to no AJ Green. Forgot. Uh, I'm going to – I'm feeling uh, controversial today. I'm looking at this, like, when's the last good team that Denver beat? San Francisco back in week seven. Just by the toughness of that division. They lost to New England. Um, they beat, like I said, Buffalo with a good defense. Miami, which is on the rise, but not necessarily a threat right now. Um, San Francisco. How can a Arizona? team that won their division have such a 
easy um, after schedule. I mean, their hardest games this year were what Seattle, New England, and the opener against Indianapolis. Because you can say San Francisco was tough by schedule, but they crushed them, forty-two to seventeen. Yeah. Uh, San Diego, which was revived somehow this year. Um, they were playing for a playoff spot towards all the way to the end. Uh, and they beat those guys. But I think this is a, a team that that can be beaten, that is vulnerable. Especially if Manning is going through any kind of, any kind of uh, you know, uh, what is it? Injury. Injury or, you know. Oh, bump. age. Bump in the road. Um, yeah, I mean, they... Indian, oh, I'm sorry. Denver beat the teams they were supposed to beat this mm-hmm. year. And you Except can't, for you Cincinnati. Can't, right. You can't and St. Louis. That was a wonky game. Well, St. Louis, this was just a wonky year for St. Louis. They were beating teams that they should not have beaten. They weren't supposed to beat. Uh, but other than that, Denver did what they were supposed to do. And, and you can't fault them for that until they... You know, meet meet their match, which you know could very. I think will happen this weekend. Oh, so I'm feeling controversial, my friend. Going for another upset. Knock yourself out once I put it on the papers officially. I'm going with Indianapolis this weekend. <gasps> Surprise! Well, you just say I'm going with the home favorite dinner. <laughs> Why the upset? Um, I just like the the momentum that. Luck is carrying over into this game with you know with his receiving core, and like I said, we're we're if the if any speculation of, of Manning playing banged up is true, uh, then the the chant the, the realistic chance of of shaking him up is a lot you know closer than than our like I said than our hypothetical. What ifs about um, about Luck, Wilson, and and Newton, who are all well, actually, without except the exception of Newton, who are all hundred percent, both hundred percent. I'm looking at New uh, New Indianapolis uh, schedule after their bye week, and oh my god, this gives me no confidence. So they lost to New England, forty-two to twenty. <laughs> they beat Jacksonville, Washington, Cleveland. They beat Houston 17-10 to in a game that the Texans would have won if Ryan Fitzpatrick hadn't got his leg broke. Yeah. Got crushed by Dallas 42-7. to Beat Tennessee 27-10. to And then last week beat Cincinnati 26-10. to They lost to two good teams. Beat four crappy teams that had two either-or games. I don't have... <laughs> No, they're con- my, my, my confidence in them isn't that high. It's, for me, it's just them beating up on bad teams the end of the end of the year. Well, the good teams are supposed to do that, and they did. Denver did the same. Yeah, but there are no more bad teams, right? And you know, somebody has to eventually beat Denver early on. Okay, really? Somebody eventually. Why? It's gonna. Ha- I mean, because every. That's just how the nature of the game goes, you know. the The greats can only last for so long. And I'm not saying it's over for me. I'm not saying. Time that, up. How come that wasn't your um, thought in the New England Baltimore? Because I don't like Baltimore. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I don't like Baltimore. Um, but Baltimore has actually beat Indian and uh, New England and New England. That, Andy has not beaten Denver in Denver. That's fine, but I, I just don't like Baltimore, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use any, I'm not gonna justify it logically to you. I just don't kind like of hypocritical. That's all I'm saying. Hey, we are all hypocrites in this world, so don't let that fool you. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is no, it's not Lux time, but I think this is his. I, I think he's going to be motivated big time because when was I mean. They haven't played Denver in the playoffs, have they, in the past? Mm-hmm. Since Luck has been around? No. Okay, this is his this is his shot to to justify letting one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time go. You know what's motivation 
when you come into the film room and your coach puts on the Super Bowl where you got your ass handed to you, that's motivation. I've been saying since the preseason that Denver was on a path of redemption and that, that path starts with a single step and that step is called stepping on Andrew Luck's neck. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Denver, and I'm going Denver big. Big, okay. <laughs> so I roll. <sighs> well, I wanted to shake things up again, so that's what I'm going with Indianapolis. Woo! Woo! All right. So overall, we both picked New England. You went with Carolina, Green Bay, and Indianapolis. I went with Seattle, Dallas, and Denver. Yeah. So far, you're three and one during the playoffs, and I am two and two. Can't wait to see how it happens. How it all goes out. I'm, one of us will be really far in the league, <laughs> at, at, in the lead after this week. <sighs> this will be very interesting. You could be like seven and one, or yeah, seven and one. Yep. Or you could fall down too. <laughs> I'm taking a big gamble. Yeah, that I see. You know. There's four games, and half of them I'm going with upsets. Yeah. The other two, one is not is is not an upset, but it's not also a guarantee. And the other one could go either way. Which ones? Oh well, New England. I, you know they're favored. I think because mm-hmm. uh, they're always favored. Doesn't matter who they're playing for the most part. I believe all the home teams are favored. Yeah, and uh, Just but it's not numbers. I, as you know, as much as I want them to win, as much as I don't like Baltimore, it's never a guarantee. It, especially now with the way Flacco is playing, it's not a guarantee. What's with your hate on Baltimore? Did you just not like the wire? What happened? I've just never been a fan of Baltimore. Um, and with the Dallas Green Bay, that it, it's so close that it could it could really go either way. But you know, I gotta like the home team in that one. But I, you, I think if, if I'm picking Green Bay, it's because of just slightly because of that home field that edge. That's about it. Looking at the Bay Lions right now, the Seahawks are 11 point favorite over the Panthers. Wow, that's a crazy amount of points to get in the playoffs. What? What are you doing? That's me dropping because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Because I don't understand betting lines. No, you do not. <laughs> Let's just say you took a massive underdog. Let's just say that and be with that. Um, anything else you want to say? Uh, these these games can't get here soon enough. It's going to be fun. I'm looking. I'm excited. They can't come here soon enough. You mean tomorrow or rather it's going to be. Sorry, it'll be today because I'll put this out Saturday. We Sure. Yum, yum, yum. You have something to do when y'all aren't working. You have something to listen to. Man, I can't believe it. You are a brave man for to say, hey, I'll take Carolina. <laughs> Over to Seattle. I can't. I can't. Hey, we've seen, them, we've seen Seattle lose at home this year to, I oh, don't know, wait, they lost on the road to St. Louis. Never mind. I was going to say, we've seen them lose to a, bad, a worse team at home, but actually we haven't. <laughs> but we've seen them lose to a worse team overall, and so it's possible. Anything's possible. Carry on my wayward son. <laughs> Life for you has just begun. <laughs> Don't you cry. No more. Especially after them Panthers get their asses handed to them. Don't you cry. No more. What will you say if if I'm right? Because clearly, you mean I will grab my grandmother, my <laughs> mother, my girlfriend, and my child, and head to the underground bunker because apparently the end of days is upon <laughs> us. Okay. As long as you save some room in there for me. No, my head they cry. She brought this up. <laughs> I'm getting the hell out. Oh, I got you. Right, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh. Thank you again, as always, for tuning in. Um, yeah. This is one of our more controversial uh, episodes, I guess. <laughs> because you're the contrary on the every damn thing. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're on Twitter, believe it or not. You say that every time, like it's, like it's the first time we're going to... We're on Twitter! Yeah, because I'm ex- it's exciting to say that. Because I, I never thought I would say it. I, I held up on Twitter for years. For some reason that I don't understand. 
I didn't have nothing. I, I I didn't have anything that interesting to say. Um, Half the people on Twitter don't have anything interesting to but say. People they just follow. It, they just follow other people with interesting things to say. But they still find it so. I don't know, cult like. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Um, but and plus, it's fun. You know, listening to so many podcasts, I'm finally. I feel like I'm finally a, a real podcast because I'm saying, "Hey, we're on Twitter now." At Ant underscore Garcia two eight eight. Oh, mine at DQ327 and follow the main site at 288 underscore. All spelled out. Except for the underscore, of course. God, that would be awful. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> uh, Twitter name. All right, so we're done here. I wish you the best of luck. Good luck. But, but I don't really mean it. <laughs> fail and burn. To our fans, thanks for listening. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies.